0: Jaya Yamunati Ravana Chaari, Jaya Kunja Jaya Cari Ravana Chari Jaya Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava जय कुण्ज विहारी जय राधा माधव जय कुण्ज विहारी Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare рам Hare, Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Prabhupada प्रभु jaya jaya Prabhupāda
1: प्रभु पा जय जय प्रभु पा प्रभु पा जय जय प्रभु पा जय his current beauty fundraiser shall approve the key jay. Jomisha Bad the Paramahamsa Peru Rajakachari, Astrotha, Sadhus, Bakhtis, Dhan, the Sadhus Tagur Marashalapropa, the Nām ācārya śrīla harudāsṭhākūr ki jāyai the ho the śrī kāsāyadhanya prabhūnti ānada śrīya devetakadhādhādhāri śrīvāsādhīgāra Bhaktavarandhī jāyantāyāgāra Premānade oh, all glories to the Assembled devotees, all glories to Assembled devotees, all glories to the Assembled devotees All glories to the Sri Guru Gārāngā, all glories to the Śrīla prabhūpādhī jāyai Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāyā Om Namo
0: Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate
1: Vasudevaya Hare Krishna Today we are going to read from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 7 chapter entitled uh, chapter 12 entitled The Perfect Society for Spiritual Classes. So, I'll first read the chapter summary and we will read through a few verses. Okay, first, this chapter particularly describes the brahmachari and the person in vanaprastha stage, and it also gives a general description of the four ashrams brahmacharya. Grihastha, Vanaprastha, and Sanyas. In the previous chapter, the great saint Narada Muni has described the Varna institution of society, and now in this chapter, he will describe the stages of spiritual, stages of spiritual advancement in the four ashramas, which are known as Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, and Sannyas. The Brahmachari should live under the care of the true spiritual master giving him sincere respect and obeisances acting as his menial servant and always carrying out his order the brahmachari should engage himself in spiritual activities and study the Vedic literature under the direction of the spiritual master according to the brahmacharya system he should dress with a belt deerskin and matted hair and should bear danda water pot and sacred thread he should collect alms daily in the morning and in the evening whatever alms he was collected he should offer to the spiritual master a brahmachari should accept prasada upon the order of the spiritual master and if the spiritual master sometimes forgets to order the disciple to eat the disciple should not take prasad on his own initiative rather he should fast the brahmachari should be trained to be satisfied with eating what is absolutely necessary He should be very expert in executing responsibilities. He should be faithful and he should control his senses and try to avoid the association of women as far as possible. A brahmachari should very strictly abstain from living with women and should not meet with Ghrastha and those too addicted to women. Nor should a Brahmachari speak in a lonely spa- place with a woman. After completing one's education as a Brahmachari in this way, one should give Dakshana an offering of gratitude to one's guru and then one may leave for home and accept the next ashrama, the grihastha ashrama. Or else one may continue in the Brahmacharya ashram without adulteration. The duties of the grihastha ashram and the brahmacharya ashram as well as the duties of sannyasis are prescribed in the shastras. A grihastha is not meant to enjoy sex life without restrictions. Indeed, the whole purpose of Vedic life is to become free from sexual indulgence all the ashramas are recognized for spiritual progress and therefore although the grihastha ashram gives a kind of license for sex life for a certain time it does not allow unrestricted sex life therefore in grihastha life also there is no illicit sex a grihastha should not accept a woman for sexual enjoyment wasting semen is also illicit sex after grihastha ashrama is another ashrama known as Vanaprastha which is midway between Grihastha and Sannyas. A person in the Vanaprastha order is restricted in eating food grains and forbidden to eat fruits that have not ripened on the trees. Nor should he cook food with fire, although he is allowed to eat charu grains that have been offered in a sacrificial fire. He may also eat fruits and grains that have grown naturally. Living in a thatched cottage the vanaprastha should endure all kinds of heat and cold he should not cut his nails and hair he should give up cleaning his body and teeth he should wear tree bark accept a danda, and practice life in the forest taking a vow to live in for 12 years eight years four years or two years or at least one year at last when, because of old age, he can no longer perform the activities of a vanaprasa. he should gradually stop everything and in this way give up his body. So that is the chapter summaries. Now we'll read the first verse. So here the initial verses are descriptions of brahmacharya ashram. Verse 1. You can repeat after me. Srinarada uvacha. Brahmachari Gurukule, Vasandanto Gururor Hitham, Acharendasavan Nicho, Guru Sudratasau Radha, Brahmachari Gurukule, Vasandanto Guror Hitham, Acharanda savanicho. Guru Sudra Dasavradha Brahmachari Gurukule Brahmachari Gurukule Vasandanto Guruhitam Acharanda Savanicho Acharandas Guru Sudra Sauradha Okay, you can chant now. Prabhus. vacha Shri Narada Vacha, Shri Gurukule Vacha, Vamchari Gurugule, Guru Guru Vasandanto Gururhitam, Gurur Acharandasavannicho, Acharanda 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 Guru Sutrata Saurata, Guru, Guru, Guru One more person, yeah. Shri Narada Vacha. Sri Narada Vacha. Brahmachari Gurukule. Brahmachari Gurukule. Vasandanto Guru Hitam. Vasandanto
0: Guru Hitam.
1: Acharandhasavannicho. savanicho. Guru Sudra Hritha. Guru Sudrathasau Hritha. Madhajis. Srinada Uacha Brahmachari Gurukule Basandanto Gururur Hitam Acharanda Savanicho Guru Sudrathasa Uhradaha Srinada Uacha Brahmachari Gurukule Vasandando Guru or Hitam Acharanda Savanicho Guru Sudratha Sauhurdaha. Word to a translation responsibly, please. Sri Narada vacha Sri Narada Muni said, Brahmachari, a Brahmachari. A student living at the residence of the Guru. Guru 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 Kule At the residence of the Guru. Vasan Vasan. By living. living. Dantaha Dantaha. Continuously practicing control of the senses. Guru Only for the benefit of the Guru. Not for one's personal benefit. Acharan, practicing, practicing Dasavat, very, very humbly, like a slave. Practice. nechaha submissive, submissive, obedient. obedient. Obedien. Gurao, 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 unto the spiritual master. Sudruddha, firmly. Sauhradha, in friendship or goodwill. Narada Muni said, a student should practice completely controlling his senses. He should be submissive and should have an attitude of firm friendship for the spiritual master. With a great vow, the brahmachari should live at the gurukula only for the benefit of the guru. Verse 2 sayam pratar upasita surotaman sandhe at both junctions of day and night namely in the early morning and in the evening he should be fully absorbed in the thoughts of the spiritual master fire the sun god and lord vishnu and by chanting the gayatri mantra he should worship them verse 3 chandamsi adhiita guror abhudas chet suryantritaha ubakrame vasanecha charano shirasanameth being called by the spiritual master, the student should study the Vedic mantras regularly, every day before beginning his studies and at the end of his studies, the disciple should respectfully offer obeisances unto the spiritual master. Verse 4. vasamsi danda kamandalun upavitam cha Carrying pure kusha grass in the hand, the brahmachari should dress regularly with a belt of straw and with deer skin garments. He should wear matted hair, carry a rod and water pot, and be decorated with a sacred thread, as recommended in the Shastras. Verse 5 Sayam pradas charet bhaikshyam guravetan nivedayat bhunjita yadi anutnyato nochet upavaset kuchit. The Brahmachari should go out morning and evening to collect alms and he should offer all that he collects to the spiritual master. He should eat only if ordered to take the food by the spiritual master. Otherwise, if the spiritual master does not give this order, he may sometimes have to fast. Verse 6. Suchilo midabhukdaksha shraddha dhanojidendriyaha yavadartham vyavahareth shoes stri. Nirjite Shucha. a brahmachari should be quite well behaved and gentle and should not eat or collect more than necessary he must always be active and expert fully believing in the instructions of the spiritual master and the shastras fully controlling his senses he should associate only as much as necessary with women or those who controlled by woman purport by a brahmachari should be very careful not to mix with women or with men addicted to women. Although, when he goes out to beg arms, it is necessary to talk with women and with men very much attached to women. This association should be very short and should talk with them only about begging alms and not more. A brahmachari should be very careful in associating with men who are attached to women. Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yenabhutale Soyam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupa Sa Grajatham Sahagana Rekhunathanitam Tamsajeevam Savadhutam Savadhootam Parijanasahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan, Saganalita, Sri Vishakhanitamstha, He Krishna Karuna Sindho, Dinabandho, Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopiga Kanta, Radha Kanta, Namos Tute, Tapta Kanjana, Gorangi, Radhe Vrunda, Vene Sute Devi, Pranamami, Haripriye, One Chagalpada Rubhisha, Kripa Sindhupe Vacha Patitanam Pavane Pho Vaishnavi Pho Namona Shri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhunityananda, Sri Adreta Gadadha, Sri Bhakta Bhaktavranda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Bhutair Mahat, Yema Puro, Bhu, Nurmai Sete, Yadamusha Purusha, Bhunta Gunan Shorda Shorda Shatmaka solankrishishta bhagavan vacham sime Hare Krishna in this chapter and in these chapters there is a very elaborate descriptions about varna and ashram in reality our dharma is known as sanatana dharma sanatana dharma is also known as varnashrama dharma So the scientific name of what we practice is varnashrama dharma because there are four varnas and four ashramas four varnas have already been described in the previous chapter that is brahmana kshatriya vaishya and shudra and they are based on the occupation and now here in a perfect society there are four spiritual classes so four ashramas are ashrama means shelter shelter means spiritual shelter so there are four spiritual shelters according to the progressive stages of one's development starting from Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha and Sannyas. So Brahmacharya is the student life under the direction of the Guru then Grihastha Ashram where one has family and one has family responsibilities and then Vanaprastha which is retired life only focused on spiritual life and finally Sannyas complete renunciation and complete dedication to the spiritual life and preaching. So these are the four ashramas which are recommended in the Vedic society. And the initial verses what we are discussing all are about the functions and duties of a brahmachari. So this is very important to understand the significance of brahmacharya as a general principle. We will describe that further. And also duties of brahmachari. And also the need of brahmacharya ashram or in other words the need of brahmacharya across the ashrams so it is not just restricted to brahmacharya ashram but the need of brahmacharya in all ashrams so to start with uh, why there is brahmacharya ashram so it is in response to the lusty desire the sex desire that everyone has if we have a material body there will be lusty desires so that is the nature of this material body and the mind can have such kind of desires however the question arises what is the origin of this so generally when we ask what is the origin of everything what is the answer krishna It is, yes, it's the mind. When we start from, yes, it is the mind. That is the immediate cause. But what is the ultimate cause of everything? That is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Aham sarvasya brabho, mata sarvam bravartade. Both the material and the spiritual worlds are emanating from Krishna. Krishna is the source of everything. Hmm? Now given that, when we understand this kind of desires, mundane, gross desires, what is the origin we can say, yes, that is also Krishna, but not directly. Because such kind of mundane desires does not, do not exist in Krishna. But there is something known as Rasa. Rasa means taste. Rasa means mellows. So for any activity there is rasa. So we, we experience, if we eat a gulab jaman, there is rasa there. And without rasa, there is no gulab jamun. You cannot eat. There is no point. It will become eating rubber. <laughs> but when there is rasa, then there is taste. So ultimately, rasa is in connection to the Supreme Lord. Yes, we can experience rasa in this world. A mother has a rasa dealing with the child. Child has a rasa dealing with the mother husband has a rasa dealing with the wife etc we can see friend among friends we can see this kind of mundane rasa so rasa this mundane rasa we can have for the objects and can have for the person so in this the rasa for the person is generally superior because there is the possibility of reciprocation even though ai has enough developed so when we make a phone call we can get the responses but we ultimately understand that there is no experiencer behind and we ultimately understand that there is no real emotions. So because of the dearth of proper relationship and proper even mundane rasa one is going for AI and other artificial sources even to have some kind of reciprocation. Okay. now whether it is uh, artificial or real in this world everything is mundane because it, it it has its limits every relationship is very limited so there comes the real relationship that is to the supreme lord so we are eternal because we are the spirit soul atma the body and mind is changing all the time so in that relationship there is rasa and that is the taste in Relationship and these rasas are classified into four that, as we know, primarily starting from dasya, servitorship, sakya, friendship, vatsalya, parental relationship, and madhurya, which is conjugal relationship. So, of all the rasas, the highest rasa is conjugal relationship. The reason being, as you go up in the rasa. The higher rasa is a superset of the all previous rasas. Dasya. So we can see Vaikuntha. And in temple we serve Krishna. This is Dasya rasa. And the next one is Sakya. The friends of Krishna. They are playing with Krishna. That is Sakya. So Sakya has Dasya as well as friendship. How come Dasya exists? Because everyone is serving Krishna as a friend. So that is the next Sakya. And, and we know that Sakya There is more intimate relationship Than Dasya Then next one is Valsalya Valsalya is also serving Krishna Mother Madrasodha and elderly Gopas and Gopis they are serving Krishna That is Valsalya So in Valsalya there is Dasya There is Sakya because the Feeling of friendship is there for because being The well-wisher Then primary is Valsalya, parental relationship And ultimately it is conjugal relationship madhuri rasa or sringar rasa that is the highest and in that dasya sakya valsile, everything is included in sringar rasa or in the madhuri rasa so that is krishna's relationship with the gopis so this is considered rasa so the, the original rasa is rasa that is the sringar rasa or the madhuri rasa and which has nothing to do with mundane conjugal relationship, it has nothing to do with the relationship man and woman may have in this world. It has nothing to do. It's completely free from that. And so all the great devotees glorify this Adiras. Hmm? Shukadev Goswami, he has nothing to do with this material world. How was he walking? He came out of the womb of his mother. He's a son, he's a son of Vyasadev. When he came out from the womb, what he did? What he did when he came out from the womb of his mother? Everyone should do, yeah? Exactly, he just walked away from home. He didn't have any attraction for father or mother. He was completely Brahman realized. He was not Krishna realized, but he was Brahman realized. So he just walked away. Even when he was in the womb, he didn't want to come out of the womb. Why? Because he was thinking inside or outside it's all the same it's all Brahman then if I go outside I can be entangled by the material energy so finally he lived there for about 16 years and Krishna had to come and give a promise you will not be affected by material desires and so you may come out then he came out this is the position of you Shugadeva Goswami Shugadeva Goswami is not attached but even Shugadeva Goswami glorifies Krishna's Rasalila. Krishna's relationship with the gopis because that is the topmost spiritual activity. And since we only know certain kind of relationship between man and woman, we can misconstrue the relationship of Krishna and the gopis. It has nothing to do with this world because Krishna doesn't have a material body to experience the so-called sex desire, nor gopis have a material body. And Krishna is simply enjoying with his own energy because Gopis are ultimately expansion of Krishna Himself. So He is still, in one sense, Atma Rama. He's not enjoying outside of Himself. He's just enjoying within, even when He's having His relationship with all the Gopis. So this is the Adirasa, which has been glorified, who are beyond material clutches. As Shukadeva Goswami Himself speaks in the second Canto of Shrimad Bhagavatam paridishṭa tobi nairgunye uttama śloka līlaya grihīta cēda rājaśe ādhyāta mētat adhītavān he says paridishṭa tobi i was already situated beyond the three modes of material nature nairgunya but still i got attracted by uttama śloka ya, I got completely captured by the pastimes of Krishna, so if somebody who is beyond material nature, how can such a person be attracted by something mundane, not possible so Krishna's pastimes are completely spiritual, it has nothing to do with material world, even though it may resemble mundane activities because it can attract the mundane consciousness. that is the only reason, otherwise it has nothing to do whatsoever with this material world and in those the top activity is the adiras and the leelas in the adiras however we don't discuss those activities elaborately why because we can have misconception even our own lusty desires can erupt if we hear intimate activities of krishna and his dear devotees Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself glorifies Krishna's intimate activities. It has nothing to do with the mundane sex desire. And now, so this is Krishnendriya priti This is called Prema. The love of the devotees to Krishna is called Prema. So that is called Krishnendriya priti is called Prema. Love. And here the so-called love of this world, we don't consider it as love. That is called lust. That is called atmaendriya preeti is known as kama. So there is difference between kama and prema. Prema is Krishnaendriya Predi. Very simple. Satisfy the senses of Krishna. That is Krishnaendriya preeti. Prema and atmaendriya preeti is kama. So this world we can see such a prominence of kama lust because everyone is trying to satisfy one's own senses in different degrees. Hmm? so now when we consider even our own development of the body when a, when we hit the, the stage of puberty or in other words when the body is ready what happens the mind can be filled with lusty desires till then as kids life is very free there are no problem with boy or a girl everything is free but as soon as the puberty is hit things changes can you see? So when the body is ready, then the mind get activated. And so what happens? One have this uncontrollable sensual desires that start flowing and we all deal with that. And now if you see, Shastra says that if you don't control, it is a problem. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, lust is such a thing, It is just like if you pour oil, fuel to the fire. If you try to satisfy that more, it will increase. It's not going to reduce. So this is the nature of these kind of desires. It's going to increase. So Shastra says that even though this relationship between man and woman is highly glorified, in this world there are so many poetries there are so many movies and it is the romance is considered something which is sacred but when it comes to shreemak bhagavatam bhagavatam gives a completely different perspective Rishabdev himself teaches in the sixth canto, in the fifth canto of bhagavatam just two canters before before nayam deho deha bhajo Kashtan sattvam yasmat He says, what is the big deal between sense gratification, fulfilling these lusty desires? What's the big deal? One can have this in animal form. Which form is talking about? Vithbhujanye. Vithbhuja means eating one who, the stool eaters. Referring to pigs. Hmm? So even in that relationship, a relationship between a pig and a, and a guilt or a saw, a sheep pig is a saw, eh? even in that relationship, whatever sense gratification one can obtain, we are obtaining the same thing in the human body. So there is nothing to be glorified about such kind of a relationship and fulfilling such kind of a relationship. There is no point in it. It is just animalistic. We are not denying it. There is a need for it. But at the same time, it is nothing glorious. So it is one of the animal propensities. Eating, mating, sleeping and defending are animal propensities. Of course, we inherit. We may do it in a very polished way. But it is nothing glorious about it. So that is, without dharma. Dharmayana hina samana. The only superior quality of human being is dharma. We can be Krishna conscious. Is just a two-legged animal. So there's nothing glorious about it. So Shastra gives the right perspective because in the 11th canto it is mentioned, very interesting verse. It's mentioned uh, that of all kinds of suffering and bondage arising from various attachments none is greater than the suffering and bondage arising from attachment to woman or from intimate contact with those attached to woman meaning it is applicable vice versa it is man's attachment to woman and woman's attachment to man it's the same thing same principle so this is considered this can create the ultimate bondage can you see? This is, this, is, this is how the creation is made. <laughs> so this world is known as Maidhana agara it, it, it is almost like a prison. And in this prison, there are no shackles. There are no bars. But it's a bar of this attraction. That is the bar. And this attraction is so deep. Yesterday and day before, Prabhu was mentioning. Archita Prabhu was talking about this. This can even go, not just in the youth, not in the middle age, even one can have lusty desires even in the old age. You remember the story Prabhu told about the Birbal and the daughter? Hmm? Birbal was telling at the old age these desires will go away. No, it will not go away. So Birbal took him and a person who is going to die young daughter of Birbal and Bir- sorry, and Akbar and Birbal all three of them went there. And uh, the Birbal asked Akbar, look at the eyes of this old man. Where is he focusing? So he saw the, man, the old man he is focusing on his young daughter beautiful daughter so this is the power so this can this attachment can bind us strongly in this material world so this is the problem and so one has to deal with very carefully and all the ashramas are actually response to this kind of desire how this man woman attraction is there so how to deal with this in a perfect way And for that, the four systems are given. One is Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vana Prastha and Sanyas while making spiritual advancement. So that's why it is considered a very scientific system. So we accept there is a problem and we try to understand the root of the problem and then find the solution to this. So it is mentioned this relationship can be so complicated. Man-woman relationship can be so complicated and it can create deepest attachment and it can give deepest suffering. We see this all the time, right? Relationship problems are the biggest problem in this world. We see this again and again. Nowadays, if you see in this world, not, not around the world, relationship problems are the deepest problem. At one point, very close, very intimate. And the next point, it is such a fight, such a problem and such a pain. And especially when we meet and talk to even devotees or others who are going through relationship issues, they are going through such a deep suffering. So that's the reality of it. So it is considered a a problem for the human being, but we need to deal with that. We need to manage it. We cannot just get rid of it. So then if one is attached in this mundane thing, all the good qualities can go away. All the good qualities. So, Bhagavatam says, So, even when when one is attached so lustfully, the lusty desire can even make one to commit all the cruel activities. One can be completely insensitive to this world if one is completely covered by lust. So, we see even stories, you know, you know there is a family and there is an extramarital affair and then the husband killing the wife you know we murdering you know we even prove there's all these stories and we can see in the society these kind of things because it can com- give complete illusion and people can act so cruelly and one can do anything so this is the bewildering nature so even though it is very gross it is very bewildering even though we hear all these things still we can be very much bewildered that's the nature of this desire so that's why bhagavad-gita krishna mentions kama esha krodha rajoguna samudbhava mahashino mahapatma vidyehameva, vairina why people act all sinful way arjuna asked to krishna in the third chapter of bhagavad-gita why so krishna gives the answer as if one is being in you know, a pushed why people act in a sinful fashion? Krishna says, Kama esha rajoguna Because of karma, lust, which is born from the mode of Rajogun, the mode of passion. So, this is the reality. Now, what is the ultimate solution for lust? Krishna, love. Love is a, because the solution for lust is love. If we develop love for Krishna, then the lust will Reduce proportionately. So that is a solution, and for that solution to function, what we need? We need the principle of Brahmacharya. So I will explain the the Brahmacharya as the basis of all ashrams in two ways. To start with, Brahmacharya is the principle of all ashrams. Srila Prabhupada himself says, without Brahmacharya, one cannot understand. The spiritual principles, Prabha says. Why? Because if the mind is affected by lusty desires, it can be any selfish desire, not just relation between the opposite genders, not just that. But any strong material desires, it is not possible to go deeper in bhakti. Because we, we need, we can only have one thing at a time. So we cannot have both. So this is the nature. So brahmacharya is the basis of all ashrams. So if we are in any ashram, we have to practice brahmacharya according to that ashram. For example, for a brahmacharya, brahmacharya means absolutely there is no connection to the opposite gender. And if there is a connection, it is only in regard to the service. So it's not that Brahmachari shouldn't speak to anyone. Yeah, Brahmachari can speak to matajis. absolutely no problem. And also address all the women as Mataji or mother. And for the need of service, a Brahmachari talks. There's no problem with that. As it is mentioned, Pruva says, uh, a classic example, uh, a Brahmachari should speak to woman. He gave an example, pass the salt. <laughs> In the kitchen can say pass the salt because you need the salt so mataji says the salt okay pass the salt so what is necessary for the service as it is mentioned in this verses when a brahmachari goes to collect alms so there is a need for talk to matajis so speak what is necessary in relation to collecting the alms and come along so this is brahmacharya so there is a strict and there is no connection to woman whatsoever so this is the brahmacharya for a brahmacharya and for a Grihastha how is the Brahmacharya practiced in Grihastha Ashram? Strictly following the fourth regulative principle. So this is the principle of Brahmacharya in Grihastha Ashram. So even for a Grihastha to make progress, a Grihastha has to follow the regulative principle very strictly. So even fourth regulative principle one has to follow very strictly because the intimate relation only for procreation. So this is the principles. This is the Brahmacharya in Grihastha Ashram. So Zidanda Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada's guru, he used to address such kind of Grihasthas who are following Brahmacharya. They are actually Grihastha Brahmacharis. Even though they are in Grihastha Ashram, still they are acting as Brahmacharis and they can make progress. So even for Grihasthas, at one point they had to come to this standard of strictly following the regulative principle. Otherwise there is no possibility of making advancement then for vanaprasthas vanaprastha can be single or can be with wife in either case there is no intimate relationship with one's own wife so this is or any woman that is vanaprasa and sannyas, of course it is also absolutely restraining from the opposite gender so in this way we can see that brahmacharya is the basis of all ashram whether one is a brahmachari, grasa vanaprasa or sanyas Otherwise, one will not be able to make progress because the mind will be polluted by this desire. As I mentioned earlier, if you try to fulfill unlawfully, the mind is not going to give up. Rather, it is going to increase. Second point, it is the basis because brahmachari training is the beginning of all ashrams. Here we can see at the age of five, the parents sent a a young boy to the ashram of the guru that is mentioned here brahmachari gurukule vasan brahmachari lives in gurukula so this is the beginning and then what happens we'll go through the duties and responsibilities of brahmachari then we can see that gives a firm foundation in controlling the senses because even before puberty hits a brahmachari is in the ashram and now he is getting trained in controlling the senses so when a brahmachari leaves the ashram brahmachari knows how to control the senses and then one can be a grihastha brahmachari when he enters the grihastha ashram in that way a brahmachari can make and a grihastha can make progress in other words a properly trained brahmachari can make good grihastha good vanaprastha and good sannyasi. and if, that, if the brahmachari is not good that cannot make any of the other ashrams proper so this is the significance of Brahmachari training. Second, Brahmachari training will give the taste for renunciation because Brahmachari life is simple life. And in that, one understand that one is deriving happiness by the spiritual practices and service. And the life is very simple, sleeping on the floor, whatever, prasadam comes and always engaged in service. It's a simple life. And then even one enters Grihastha Ashrama, or later at the end of the ashram one has to retire vanaprastha means is a life of austerity it is explained here that is severe it's mentioned in this chapter but there has to be austerities in vanaprastha ashram so for to do that if there has to be a taste for renunciation one need to have tasted renunciation and that renunciation can be tasted in brahmachari ashram so in that respect also brahmachari training is very important and brahmachari training is both for the attached and for the detached somebody who is attached one wants to enjoy the material world, still can be trained in Brahmacharya Ashram for some time. And so one develops some taste for renunciation, one develops some taste for spiritual practices and the atmosphere is conducive for full-time engagement in Krishna's service. And then one can enter Gurudhas Ashram. So that is for the attached and for the the detached, one can continue Brahmacharya Ashram. So one may accept sannyas or one may continue as a brahmachari for life. So this is the uh, importance of brahmachari ashram. And as it is mentioned here, what are the responsibilities and duties of brahmachari? Brahmachari gurukule vasan dantaha gururhitam. Dantaha, sense control. One of the most important aspects of brahmachari ashram is brahmachari is to control the senses. Whether it is eating or sleeping. One has to control the senses. And then it is mentioned a brahmachari is very busy in service, serving the spiritual master. So in the context of Iskon, here this is the guru's ashram. So the temple rep- representatives are actually representing guru, our initiating spiritual master. And we are actually living in the guru's ashram which is the temple. A, the temple ashram is guru's ashram. Guru may, be, may not be living here but still it is guru's ashram and all the activities are performed we do lot of responsibilities we serve in crosses we may do collection we may distribute books we may distribute prasadam but whatever we get everything is for the benefit of the temple benefit for the guru not for personal gratification so brahmachari cannot have personal possessions in that sense nothing we get we keep it for ourselves if we distribute books money comes it's all for the temple, nothing for ourselves. One may distribute prasadam, one may earn money. It's all for the temple and not for personal benefit. Can you see? So, this is the nature. You can turn a little bit this way, not facing the deities. So, this is the nature of Brahmachari Ashram. So, Brahmachari Gurugule Vasan Dantaha, controlling the senses, Gururur hitam. It's only for the benefit of the Guru ācharan Dasavan Nichaha ācharan What is practicing? Dasavat Just like a servant He is a servant and Nichaha Performs all menial activities So this is function of Abramachari Performs all menial activities Sudratha Sauhurdaha. This is a very important point At the same time there is a deep friendship with the Guru What is the meaning of that? A, a brahmachari is very connected to the spiritual master understands the mood and mission of the spiritual master and so brahmachari acts as a well-wisher of the spiritual master in deep friendship the brahmachari should be, be able to understand the mood and mission of the spiritual master and completely aligned to the mood and mission of the spiritual master in that way one is in deep attachment deep sudhridha sahurda not just Sahurda, friendship or being the well wisher but Sudruddha, Sudruddha, not even dridha dridha means strong. Sudruddha means even more strong, such kind of a deep connection to the spiritual master. So this is the nature of Brahmachari. Then, next it is mentioned, at both junctions of day and night, namely in the early morning and in the evening, he should be fully absorbed in thoughts of the spiritual master, fire, the sun god and Vishnu, and by chanting the Gayatri mantra, he should worship them. So, a brahmachari thinks about the spiritual master and it is common to all ashrams for that sake. What do we do when we get up first? We pay obeisances. It doesn't matter which which ashram, whether the brahmachari, grasa, vana, prasa, We get up, after we getting up, our first thing is you can just turn a little bit so that we are not facing the deities, back towards the deities or you can come and sit here. So, uh, a brahmachari at all ashrams after getting up pay obeisances to the spiritual master that is the first step then, and the, then we chant we have guru puja, guru ashtagam if you see 4.30, guru ashtagam it is for one on spiritual master then we worship shila Prabhupada at 7 o'clock and if you have brahman initiated we, at the three junctions we chant Gayatri mantra so we do apply the principles in our day to day life so this is the practice of brahmacharya. So then it is mentioned that further very important activity of a brahmachari, which is being called by the spiritual master, the students study the Vedic mantras regularly. Every day before beginning his studies and at the end of the studies the disciple should respectfully offer obeisances unto the spiritual master. This is also very important that swadhyaya is the dharma of a brahmachari. Brahmachari means student life, of course, spiritual student. And Swadhyaya is the dharma of a uh, brahmachari. And so uh, a brahmachari should know shastra. So before studying, pay obeisances to the spiritual master. And at the end, pay obeisances to the spiritual master. Even in the Bhagavatam class, initially we pay obeisances to the spiritual master. At the end, we pay respects to Srila Prabhupada. So we can see the beginning of the study and end of the study, we pay respects to the spiritual master. So this is part of being brahmachari. Because brahmachari is sudritha gurau sudritha sahurdaha. Gurau means unto guru sudritha sahurdaha. Very much connected to the guru. And always in a deep friendship. Or being a complete well-wisher of the spiritual master. Completely aligned to the mood and mission of the spiritual master. And so in each and every activity. A student thinks about the spiritual master. Then. Here it is mentioned about the appearance of a Vedic brahmachari which is not really applicable at this point in time. Carrying pure kusha grass in the hand, in, in the hand, kusha grass in his hand, the brahmachari should dress regularly with the belt of straw and with deerskin garments. Can you see, wearing a deerskin? I don't wear deerskin, we wear proper cloths, <laughs> stitch cloths, but a Vedic brahmachari used to wear deerskin, Got a danda in the hand, matted hair, kamandalu in the hand, and live in the forest. Practically speaking, has nothing to do with the society. Carry a rod, water pot decorated with sacred thread, the brahmin thread, as recommended in the shastra. This, is a, if you see a brahmachari, he has a matted hair and a danda, kamandalu, and you see, you see him as a renunciant, There is no doubt about it. At the same time. In the current society, uh, the dress code of a brahmachari is slightly different. And Bhakshusananda Maharaj wanted brahmacharis to wear saffron cloth because it is suitable for preaching, because the society respects saffron cloth and so he wanted to wear saffron cloth. That's why we wear saffron cloth. So that is the outfit and we had to be clean because it is unacceptable. It is good for both the society for preaching and for oneself. So we don't have matted hair because it is not so clean. It's very difficult to maintain matted hair. So we need to wash or we have short hair and we shave it off for cleanliness. So external cleanliness can help the internal cleanliness as well. In Vedic society it is quite different because they are living in the forest. Also it is very austere. But now we are not in that condition. Currently the purpose of all the renounced ashrams is to preach. Even Sanyasa Ashram is not recommended in the Shastra. It is rejected. But sannyas is introduced even by Lord Chaitanya and others only for the purpose of preaching. Because in ashram, yes, of course one can preach. But one doesn't have the freedom that uh, a sannyasi has. And so even sannyasam Ashram is introduced in the Kali Yuga. Even though otherwise it is not there. So here is mentioned. Only uh, you know carrying a rod, water pot decorated with the sacred thread, as recommended in the Shastra. And the brahmachari should go out in the morning and evening to collect alms and should offer all that he collects to the spiritual master. So this is a very important principle. So this is the principle that we follow here. If distributing books, it is almost like begging, <laughs> collecting alms. You know, we are giving knowledge and asking for a donation. And what do you do? The money that we get, give to the temple. We don't keep any money with us. So this principle is followed by everyone in this temple. For example, not just Brahmacharya, they distribute books, get money, don't think that, okay, there is some extra money, okay, let me keep some money. No, give it to the temple. So there is a principle so that we don't get polluted. You know, money can pollute us. Of course, Grahasa has to work and make money. That is a different story. That, is, of course, is accepted. But otherwise, when we are collecting alms, all the money is given to the temple, to Guru. Here in this context is the Guru because they used to live in the Guru's ashram. Here the temple is the Guru's ashram. He should eat only if ordered to take food by the spiritual master. So This is the Vedic brahmachari. It's a home. Uh, generally Guru or Guru's wife, Guru Mata will call okay come for prasadam, come and eat. And if it's not called for prasadam don't eat fast. Upavasa. So this is the Vedic system. And then It is mentioned very important qualities that a brahmachari must have. A brahmachari should be quite well behaved and gentle and should not eat or collect more than necessary. A brahmachari should be well behaved and gentle. There is a, you know, previously there was this concept of brahmacharis just being manly, machos. You know, I am a brahmachari, I am just hard, rude, that doesn't work. That is not the principle of brahmacharya and if one maintains such kind of attitude one will leave brahmacharya ashram. <laughs> that we have seen again and again. I remember uh, a number of years back, I was in the ashram and a new brahmacharya came. He was, from, he was visiting here, a uh, European boy, young boy, you know, maybe twenty twenty one. So one Mataji was giving class, and Narayani Mataji was giving class. You know Narayani Madhi, Srila was disciple. You know, she's over 70, 75 years old, older devotee. And that's why you're sitting here. Go attend the Bhagavatam class. He said, look, Mataji is giving class, so I cannot listen. He said, come on, he's like, he, like your grandmother, you know, <laughs> what's wrong in it? So this is called fanaticism. It's not gentle behavior. It has been rude. And he didn't listen. I said, you're staying here for two days, so I tolerate. If you have to stay here long, we cannot tolerate this. <laughs> so he didn't. And it, it was a matter of few months, he left Brahmacharya. Can you see, so it's not a proper behavior. Gentle, gentle behavior, very important, proper behavior. So Brahmacharya should be quite well-behaved, proper behavior. Gentle and should not eat or collect more than necessary. Even though it is mentioned, okay. Prasadam is a solace if there is hard work. <laughs> that is the only gratification that is allowed <laughs> in all ashrams in one sense. Uh, but a brahmachari shouldn't eat too much. Okay, initial months one may eat a lot but after that one need to learn how to control the senses because if, if brahmachari eats too much, it is very difficult to control the senses. There is pressure, especially even in the night if it is overly eat, it is very difficult to control the senses. So one has to eat what is necessary and at the same time he must always be active and expert fully believing in the instructions of Shastra and Guru a brahmachari should be Daksha. Daksha means whatever service he is doing should know how to do that service so brahmachari should get trained in doing service and should do the service properly cannot be sloppy cannot be slacking in services no should do proper service so this is the nature of a brahmachari then fully controlling the senses associate only as much as necessary with women or those who are controlled by woman this is also a very important principle a brahmachari shouldn't freely mix with woman first of all a brahmachari has no business with preaching to woman or cultivating woman okay one can speak what is necessary if you're distributing books we speak something if you're giving a lecture we speak if there's any question we answer but there is, it is not the business of a brahmachari to develop friendship with woman. That is not allowed. It is not allowed in any renounced ashram. Because we know what is the consequence. We will see. That will be discussed further in the next verse. It is about the principle of butter and fire. Who is fire and who is butter in man and woman? Any guess? Who is fire and who is butter? Any guess? Woman is fire. That's right. Woman is compared to a fire and man is compared to butter. You can have a block of butter. I left it in the cool room for one year. (laughs) Solid butter block, you know, yellow block, big block. But one year it was in the cool room. But as soon as you bring in front of the fire, it will start melting. Doesn't matter how long you kept it in the cool room. (laughs) This is the nature. Similarly, man in association of woman will behave differently. That's how it is. That is the nature. That's how man works. That is the nature of the man. And so, to maintain brahmacharya, one cannot freely associate with woman. Very simple principle. There has been this study done in the current age, a kind of a social study about behavior of a man in, in the presence of a woman. So it is told that he's doing some activity and before he is told, few women are watching your activity. And they were analyzing how they perform in executing that particular activity. Vice versa. So first a group of men were told, look, women are watching, you do this activity. So it was, and invariably all men performed less in the presence of women because the mind was going on here, you know, somebody is watching and in the absence of women, they did well. And with respect to women, women were performing the same activity and they were, they were told men are watching, they were not affected, not affected, but men were affected. So this is the nature actually, that's why the fire and butter principle. So in presence of women, men are affected, that's how it is because of the nature of the hormone men has, more prone to these kind of things affected more of course um, woman has their own uh, attachments and issues to deal with but at the same time the gross presence affects man and that's why in this principle of Brahmacharya, i just mentioned that one has to avoid unnecessary connection with woman so in principle we can preach giving a common lecture we can give books we can give some instructions but at the same time there is no intimate or very close cultivation of woman by a man we will end up in problem and we have seen this problems again and again in all societies. <laughs> the uh, people in the renowned ashrams facing trouble in maintaining the ashram. Why? Because of free mixing, even to some degree. There is a problem. So this is the principle of brahmacharya. When, if one follows this brahmacharya, one can make spiritual advancement. So that is the reason it's been emphasized. Whether one can be a grasa, still there has to be the principle of brahmacharya. Strict following of regular principle. There are, there are rules in connecting with women so that our objective is clear. Objective is spiritual advancement. And when that objective is clear, then we do follow this quite strictly. So here, uh, as it is mentioned, the roles and responsibilities of brahmachari is mentioned in this verses and we have the short purport and see is there any questions or comments yes
0: Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Thank Hare you for Krishna. the nice class, you. Prabhu. You mentioned how lust is the root—lust is the root cause of all mistakes, and that love for Lord Krishna can only solve that. But Prabhu, we see in bhakti, we do have attachment for Krishna, we have love for Him, but still we we commit mistakes because of our uncontrolled senses. So, what is lacking in that?
1: So, we are dealing with two, two things. On one side, we have some attraction for Krishna. We like chanting. We like come to the temple. We like Bhagavatam, We like prasadam. We like association of the devotees. Well and good. But on the other side, we have our material desires. So, this is the stage of bhakti which is known as, do you know the name of the stage of bhakti? Anartha Nivrti. So, bhakti starts with shraddha. Shraddha means little bit of faith. Not too bad. Coming to the temple, not too bad. Devotees are not too bad. Maybe chanting, it's alright. I can try. This is called Shraddha. First, there is some kind of attraction to devotion service. That is the beginning. Then, Shraddha will give us Sadhu Sangha. Association of the devotees. Then, we associate with the devotees. We ask questions. We try to learn in the association of the devotees. That is the second stage. And in Sadhu Sangha, we understand how to properly practice bhakti that is called bhajana kriya so in krishna consciousness we understand we chant 16 rounds of Hare krishna mahamantra we fast for agadashi we follow four the principles and then we understand okay this is how to practice bhakti so this is the stage of bhajana kriya so as we go through our bhajana kriya We start developing some attraction for Krishna, for the devotees, for the process, etc. But at the same time, we have all these anarthas or the unwanted things in our heart. They have not yet gone. It is reducing but still they are there. So this is the two sides. So sometimes this anarthanivrti is compared to a tug of war. You know tug of war. Have you played tug of war? It's fun. You know tug of war. We have that one drop and you know hold on each other side and you know Pull. We had one tug of war. We had a celebration, anam celebration. We went to a farm and we did tug of war. It was a lot of fun. You know, with full force, all the boys in each side, You know who's going to win. Similarly, in the stage of anartha when we start practicing bhakti, we also deal with tug of war. That is on one side, our material desires, and on the other side, our bhakti. So we know it's not good. These material desires are not good. But we cannot get rid of them. So we try to pull on to one direction. And then sometimes one direction. Sometimes we may lose. Sometimes we may win. So this is the stage of anartha And it is okay to recognize this. It's good to have. No problem. We understand we have material desires. And at the same time we have spiritual desires. And there is a competition between them. We acknowledge. But what do we have to do? This is an example given. We have... Two dogs with us. One is a good one, one is a bad one. One is supporting our Krishna consciousness, one is not. What we have to do? Only feed the good dog (laughs) and starve the other one. So this is the principle of Brahmacharya. Simple. This is the principle of Brahmacharya. To start with and other things. So we add Krishna to our life. We want to enjoy, yes, chant and dance in front of Krishna, in the association of the devotees. Chant and dance as a madman or a woman, no problem. So, we have energy, use it. You want to organize things, organize things for Krishna. You want to eat, have all the prasadam. Okay, even though it is mentioned, Brahmacharya should control the senses, okay. But eat prasadam better than eating anything else. So, have a party, no problem. But with Krishna prasadam. Do we have any death for Krishna prasadam here? No. It's a feast start from the morning, right? And all the festivals, so many feasts. So we have our bona fide gratification. It's not just sense gratification. Yes, it is sense gratification, but it's allowed. It is Krishna Prasadam which is going to purify us. So fill our life with Krishna consciousness and that is very good. (laughs) We feel happy. Meanwhile, the unwanted desire don't feed or minimize, of course, we had to take care of our body, we had to work, we had to do other things, that's all good but sense gratification, reduce Hmm? so that's what happens to the devotees, those who are going to the parties after some time they become devotees, no need to go to the party, we have better parties here, right? who can party better than us, actually I remember we were holding a program for western people or non-indian people, mostly westerners and other people and we had you know this big kirtan you know, just really chanting, dancing almost like a rave party, you know <laughs> and and they were all very happy, they were telling you know this is far better than nightclub because we are still sober and we are actually enjoying I remember even we had a Madhava Prabhu Kirtan here, Madhava Kirtan here remember you know, the temple room is packed and everyone just dancing rocking here and many of the non-Indian people they said certainly this is better than a party, this is better than the nightclub so we, we are not missing out on anything so add Krishna so that we are satisfied then we can control the senses so Krishna consciousness is not about or bhakti in general is not about negation but rather adding something is positive, we are satisfied then give up the lower taste. Param This Krishna speaks in Bhagavad Gita Krishna is very practical, he says Param Drishto Yeah. You develop a higher taste, then the lower taste will go away. You have a problem with all the less you desire, all this kind. Okay, no problem. You develop a higher taste, that will go away. You don't need to do anything. So, this is a principle. This is a principle that is applicable in everyone's life. Everyone, we all have to follow this. Make sense?
0: And Prabhuji, you uh, you mentioned that we can find all the Rasas in Goloka, and yes. that and here in lectures our goal is to go back home, back to Godhead, and following the footsteps of the gopis. Yeah. So, Prabhu, when there are the only ashram we can find there is Grihastha ashram. Why are we? Uh, why are, why is there so many ashrams like mentioned like? Griha?
1: No, it's not only Grihastha ashram at this point. It can look like yes, in any Vedic society also, Grihastha ashram was the pr- prominent ashram. Or, or, okay, of course, of course, we can say in the Satya Yuga and different yugas, other ashrams were prominent. Uh, but generally in Kali Yuga, mostly you find Grassa Ashram. But other ashrams are also there. Isn't it? Have you seen all ashrams? We should see all ashrams. Brahmacharya Ashram, you have seen. Grassa Ashram, you have seen. Have you seen Vanaprasa Ashram? Those Grassa devotees who are only dedicated in Krishna service, their, resp- their children are grown up, they don't have any uh, uh, pressure of making money and they are just just doing service, they are vanaprasthas. Have you seen vanaprasthas? You can see vanaprasthas, you can see those who are grihastas, they are retired now, they, they don't have to look after their children, they are all being taken care, now there is no much pressure of making money. They're primarily engaged in reading shastra, giving lectures, coming, doing service in the temple, etc. That's Vanapar ashram. And you know Sanannya's ashram. So all ashrams are there. So they will ha- they, all this will happen gradually in our life. Make sense.
0: Thank you very
1: Thank you.: Any other question?: Okay. Granthirashrima Bhagavatam Ki Jai Shreela Prabhupada Ki Jai Natai Gora Premanande Hari Hari bol